What is going down, comic bookie fans? We are coming at you live and direct from YouTube and Twitch for the first episode of 2022. Episode 138 is here. Thank you so much for joining us live right now on our pages. And thank you so much for all of you listening at home on your devices. This week in comic books, plenty of books. We haven't been actually live in a couple weeks. We have plenty of books to get into, um, including DC, Marvel, AWA, Image Boom. All of them have great books coming out this week. And plenty of news, including Morbius being delayed, uh, Betty White unfortunately dying. I have a Harry Potter 20th anniversary special review. And The Batman has a confirmed streaming date. And over in sports, we have a close, close race to finish off the Comic Bookie Super Contest for the last week of the NFL season. Week 18 is here. Of course, more COVID postponements, EPL check-in, and also a check-in for the NBA. This is episode 128 of the Comic Bookies podcast. Let's get 2022 off to a great start. Let's go. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode 138 of the Comic Bookies podcast. Thank you so much for joining us live on YouTube and Twitch. And for those of you listening, thank you so much. Um, We are brought to you like every single week, 2022, New Year, but same damn sponsor, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California, tomorrow, January 5th, 2022. Say I got that right. I got that right. I'm not saying 2021 anymore. Uh, but go and see Alex, go to the shop, or go to your local comic book store wherever you live, whether it be here in the States or or abroad. Um, go get a pull list started. Got some great books coming out this week that we're going to mention pretty soon. DC, Marvel, Image, plenty of publishers, you know, besides the big two. Um, you know, actually, in our opinion, a lot of books are, are better than these um, than the big two books. Um, but yeah, um, thank you so much. I mean, um, welcome in, Mark. Uh, Sean's still on paternity leave, but Mark is here. Myself, Mike is here. Uh, for those of you joining us for the first time ever, thank you so much. We are the Comic Boogies Podcast. We collide the worlds of sports and comics um, every single week. Uh, we haven't been on live for a couple weeks. Kind of had a little glitch with the thing, and I actually found out that all I needed to do was re-download the Streamlabs OBS app. So we're glad to be back. Mark, um, I know we talked uh, a little bit after Christmas, but how was your holiday season? How was Christmas? How was New Year's? Hope you had a good time, man. Pretty much horrible for me. I mean, you know what it, how it went down with yeah. me and unfortunate, not just um, deaths within my family and whatnot, but, you know, we had all John Madden passing away. Like you mentioned, Betty White, um, Brad Kozlowski for the NASCAR fans out here. Um, his dad passed away. It's just mm-hmm. pretty horrible. And I had to deal with it. Obviously, my um, my wife's stepdad, you know, huge, intricate part of the family, um, pretty much got me to my wife where I am now with my career as well. So kind of helped me get my foot in the door in, in my career. And, you know, poor guy, young, uh, early fifties, uh, asbestos is a B I T C H. And he was diagnosed with mesothelioma about two years ago. And uh, it's pretty much, you know, kind of terminal cancer asbestos in the lungs. And, uh, it just sucks. You know, I know a lot of times we hear people say F cancer, Never understood why, but here I am really understanding why as we approach and enter actually this new year. But, you know, um, to see someone kind of just pass away for two years and, 
you know, it's the last three weeks and the last three days. It's just horrible. But yeah, kind of puts my life back into perspective. But nonetheless, um, just excited to be here again, kind of get my mind tight, still kind of fresh. You know, it happened obviously the day after the day after um, Christmas. Kind of crazy, man. He got to enjoy one last Christmas. But yeah, kind of just tough times right now for the family and uh, just New Year's. But um I got some resolutions and kind of just to pay homage to his name and stuff and just carry on tradition and his name and just uh, excited to do some stuff for myself and for him and, you know, just uh, help his family out, and, you know, my lady's mom and everything or the kids. But hard times for me, probably probably one of the shittiest holiday seasons I've ever dealt with, but that's uh growing up right mike that's life and approaching 40 mm-hmm. you're gonna end up seeing a lot more of this unfortunately but it sucks it is what it is and it's life but um rest in peace juan carlos galvan um great guy uh class act and um he'll always be remembered but um <clears throat> sorry for my little rant but yeah just shitty holidays for me man i hope yours were better how were yours man no, it was good. Uh, before we continue, I, I mean, I, I know you've heard from my family, Sean's family, I know, but I think I speak for all of everyone listening and all the fans and stuff. We just, you know, so, how sorry we are that you lost someone close to you and your family and, you know, nothing but condolences and, you know, because I, I haven't seen you, you know, since then. So um, just, you know. And we were going to reco- we were gonna record last week it just because that yeah. happened and whatnot, just tough time. So. Um, yeah, you've experienced it, Sean, as well with his grandma. You know, I know he, yeah. he watched his grandma take her last breath as well and whatnot. So kind of he can relate and whatnot. Just I feel more horrible for the 17 year old daughter, you know, the 22 year old son that got to live without their dad now. But, um, hey, I got to step up, right? Kind of being the older brother in law, um, kind of help out and help the mom out and just uh, play a bigger part in the family, right? When things like this happen, it just doesn't affect, you know, it affects people down the line. You know, you got to step mm-hmm. up, you know, play a different role and whatnot. But, um, you know, it's all going to come with challenges, but we'll see how it goes, man. Twenty Since 2020, ain't nothing been kind to us. And in 2021, ain't yeah. nothing changed. But we'll see what happens in 2022. But anyway, salute, Mike, um, in my, uh, my father-in-law's memory. You know, cheers to 2022 cheers. and hopefully beating this Omarion um, virus and whatnot mm-hmm. and just, uh, you know, continuing and trying to get this uh, the world back on track with, uh, you know, everything that's going on. It's just been crazy. I just hope 2022 bodes a little bit better, just not for myself, but for everyone and all the fans of this podcast, everybody listening live, watching live, all these other countries that download us weekly. So, um we salute to you guys as well. So thank you for joining us on episode 138, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, as we kick off a new year, you know, like, you know, like I said, for all of you who have stuck with us since, two, you know, early 2019, thank you so much for riding with us for the whole ride so far. It's been great. We, we're approaching two years as a as a show. Um, and for those of you listening to the first couple episodes, the very first episode, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are in for a treat week in and week out. We do about an hour and a half to two hours every single week. So, um, but yeah, but nothing but sports and comic book entertainment. Feel free to jump in on our live chats and give us a question, give us a comment, just, you know, 
we're we're happy to interact with you. And of course, you can hit up our social uh, media pages: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Comic Bookies, and just you know like our pages you can follow us we'll follow you back you know just give us comments and we'll come and like we're always interactive with the fans and stuff so thank you so much for for joining us so um as we get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast mike um, let me me actually hit on that real quick just uh, i want to say something we kind of text about it earlier um yesterday or whatnot but you know these years have been rough kind of started a podcast a year later we we talk on this you know but me and you kind of made like a little pack we kind of Hopefully, if, you know, COVID and whatnot, you know, allows us to, we kind of want to get back on a little bit, you know, bringing this uh, podcast to a little bit more prominence and kind of getting out there and kind of showing face and networking because that's what it's really about. You know, it's a lot easier to network when you see people and they meet you and they talk to you and whatnot. But uh, we're going to try to be a little bit more out there and a little bit more Mm -hmm. promotional and you know, we kind of been slacking on some things and we understand. But the one thing we haven't been slacking on is at least, you know, doing the core of what this podcast is about. And that's delivering, you know, an hour and a half type podcast every week to the fans and, you know, try to still do our best there. But we will try to, you know, be a little bit more, uh, more um, progressive going forward with, uh, yeah, you know, for sure. promotions and whatnot. But yeah. thank you, guys. And hopefully that you know this these couple new variants and stuff don't screw that up. Hopefully we can still get a nice con season to where all three of us uh, can hit at least what four or five, at least four or five, just like and and like not even getting booths, just to go there and pass out some flyers, have a few t-shirts in hand, you know, just kind of network with people, just meet new people and ask like, oh, do you like this, this, and this? Because like I said before, I've been to plenty of comic cons where I've seen a guy with a Deadpool shirt and he's rocking his Giants hat. He's wearing a Batman shirt and she's wearing his, her Cubs hat. Like I've seen plenty of people who are wearing both sports and comic books on their person. So it's like, uh, duh, like you should be a listener right now. Like here's a flyer. Here's a flyer. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so there's plenty of people like that. So, so thank you so much for those of you who have downloaded and supported us. Uh, and, and actually shoot. I, I remember what it was a week or two ago. We had a huge influx of downloads. Um, and I, I think I, I looked at the, at our you know chart, like where we kind of get our data and the country of Belgium, like we've always had, like, it seems like one listener who's been downloading us. And for some reason, all of a sudden we get like hundreds of new downloads from Belgium. So thank you so much to whoever's uh, listening in Belgium. Please reach out to us and, and, and you know, DM us for like wherever you're from. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. So as we get into the uh, comic books of the week, let's do it. So tomorrow, January 5th, like I said, is new comic book day. Uh, Treasure Island Comics is open on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. And here are some of the books that you can grab from Alex and the shop. Uh, DC side, we have Batman 119 as Josh Williamson continues his uh, run on Batman. Detective Comics 1047. I think this is the first of 12 in a row weekly stories they're bringing back like a weekly story it's like between detective comics and shadow of the bat so i'm kind of excited for that event i think it kicked off in detective comics um 1046 but it looks like detective comics 1047 is the first of this 12 weekly um you know run dark knights of steel number three superman son of kal-el number six and the joker presents a puzzle box number six over on the Marvel side, we have Amazing Spider-Man 84, Thor number 20, X-Men number 6, Inferno number 4, and Captain Marvel 35. Image gives us Spawn 325, Noctera, Black Top Bill Special number 1, Two Moons number 8, and a new story called Monkey Meat number 1. That sounds 
like a good read. Boom Studios gives us Basilisk number six and Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 33. And AWA gives us three offerings this week. Not All Robots number five. Marjorie Finnegan, Temporal Criminal number eight, the eighth and final issue of that story. I'm excited for that one. And a first issue that I'm grabbing, fourth, The Fourth Man number one. So, Mark, um, it's been a long time coming. I can't remember the last time I was actually able to say this, but I am caught up on books. Like I, I was, me and my daughter, we went last Wednesday actually to the shop to finish out the year. I needed to grab some bags, some boards. Uh, at that point, like buying all that at once, and then with the sh- the increase in shipping, I was like, dude, I'm just gonna go there. You know, it wasn't worth it to have all that stuff shipped to me because with the weight, I'm like, oh, I'm paying an arm and a leg just for that stuff being shipped. So I made the trip over there. And uh, went into the shop, grabbed my daughter a book and stuff, said hi to Alex. You know, you know, I think that's going to be my excuse. Whenever I need bags and boards, I'll just head into the shop uh, on a Wednesday. But, um, yeah, I ended up grabbing the DC books that he grabbed. He didn't end up getting anything else, like the Diamond books. But as far as what I have in my hand, I'm done. So we can actually talk about whatever you want. So, you, you know, you're on your schedule of like, oh, I'm getting these books and I can't help but read this, this, and that. So whatever you've read, I've read. So whatever you want to get into from last week, what you're excited for this week, let's start the comic book talk, bro. Yeah, man. It's pretty wild that uh, it's kind of been a hodgepodge of books, been kind of getting some, reading the ones that I like, you know, the most, kind of saving yeah. them for towards the end of the podcast. Obviously, got some two good black label books probably want to mention. Um, Bat, Cat, Batman and Catwoman has been a crazy story. I mentioned that to you Um there's actually a the Marvel one that I got. It's the second offering thus far. The about the Murdoch, um, Matt Murdoch or the Devil's Reign. That mm-hmm. one's pretty cool. It's kind of like a little event that they got going right now. Marvel does, but I'm actually reading the Devil's Reign offering. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I just uh, Joker was real good. Um, I, this could be a couple from a couple weeks ago, but um. As far as what I'm looking forward to, I see that Captain America, the Iron Man number two is coming out. That one's kind of like a Devil's Reign somewhat tie in. And I pulled both of those. So I'm kind of excited for those. Um, I'm probably more excited this week for the Detective Comics 1047 than I am for the Batman 119. I like how this whole Arkham Tower stuff is kind of getting exploited Mm -hmm. throughout most of um you know the books going on kind of right now in dc um i just like how i, I, I like how that story is going um i don't know man what do you think what do you what are your thoughts on books coming out or you know i really enjoy that black label one dark night we mentioned we can get into that yeah. if you want to talk about that one um, but uh the first thing i wanted to say is like i've read plenty of books to where like batman has I've, I, I've been reading a few years now, you know, it's almost been what, five years now. So I've read a few stories to where like Batman has to like leave for some reason, you know, he's not gone for 12 issues, but he, he's gone for maybe an arc. Right. As you know, that I've read nightfall, you know, and that's like Batman getting his back broken. He's gone for like almost the whole time, you know, as takes over as Batman. And then, you know, there's other, just other people taking the mantle of Batman before Bruce Wayne comes back. So I do like, a lot of those stories that doesn't really have Bruce Wayne in it. And we're going to see it now. We're going to see the whole Bat family, you know, in this 12 weekly issue. So we get 12 weeks in a row with no Bruce Wayne in like in Shadow of the Bat or, you know, slash Detective Comics. It's going to be really cool. I'm, I'm really excited for it. The whole Arkham Tower and, you know, this 
like it's weird because he he's he thinks he's seeing things but then he's still that's why he has to leave you know because he's like i'm dealing with something like i'm seeing things it's like you know that whatever happened to him in that arc with the fear state has really gotten to him so he has to like go and get that taken care of but stuff's still happening in gotham stuff's still happening with the new arkham tower so it's, de- it's definitely gonna be one that i'm gonna be you know you know, excited to talk about week in and week out for the next three months. Yeah, definitely. And then you got Nakano kind of in detective. He's trying to hire, um, you know, kind of what like security type stuff. And we saw what he did with that in the in the Batman run. But he's trying to kind of put everything uh, on him when it comes to kind of like locking down Arkham and whatnot. And then you got, you know, Huntress kind of like dealing with her own stuff and um yeah, no. and like like that makes me – I read about it every week now, and it makes me regret not getting the secret files yeah. Huntress because every detective issue is like, oh, we saw this in the Huntress you know, um, secret files. I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it. That was like one of the ones I didn't get. I got the Clown Hunter. I got the Miracle Molly, but I didn't get the Huntress one. And of course, now they're referencing the Huntress one more than the other ones. And I think I was supposed to get that one, too. And Alex actually ended up telling me he's like, oh, no, nah, you don't really need it. I kind of wanted it, you know, because I kind of had a feeling how this, you know, the um, everything was going to be going in these arcs and whatnot and how yeah. they were going to be playing bigger parts. You know, I kind of wanted to get what the Har- did I get the Harley Quinn one or was there a Harley Quinn? I don't remember if I got the Harley Quinn one, but I might have only gotten like one of those. Mm-hmm. I got the Bow Fam sure. one for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah but. I don't know, man. Uh, I almost feel like it's almost the one dark night by Jot. It's almost like it can kind of it has somewhat of a type of the same feel of this whole like Arkham Tower Batman leaving type of story. I don't know. You know, obviously it has not really anything to do with it. But um, just the way that DC is being written right now, I'm absolutely like loving it. And you actually mentioned, Mike, that some of these smaller publishers you know, we sometimes we like more than the big or bigger publishers, but I think that right now DC is actually killing it pretty good with these damn books. The Joker was yep. freaking awesome with the sun. Oh, it was creepy shit. as hell. Oh God, he take dude. Joker is so damn good, dude. That episode. I mean, that episode. There I am again, <laughs> going back to. But that issue was so damn good by the Joker, man. That Catwoman, it's just crazy. Now you got um, what the daughter shows up. It's yep. just it's like, so much like back- Penguin totally throws Catwoman under the bus yeah. and just the Taran- just the Tarantinoing of it of the whole thing. It's like, wait a minute, oh yeah, we're back, yeah, we're back in time. Oh no, now we're ahead. Like you know, because like it's on on one page you see young Selena and you see older Selena in the same page. I'm like, it's it kind of throws me for a loop. Are you talking that's about what I like that about very last? Are you talking about that very last page? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I know, yeah. dude. That's what I'm saying. Like this book, it, you're kind of like going back and forth. Like this damn book, along with a lot of these other damn Tom King books that we read, you actually like have to really like use your brain when you're going back and forth. A lot of their narration that he uses, you know, it's so simplistic in a way at times. But then, you know, I love how Tom King's writing puts a lot of the imagination of the story into the artist's hands. You know, I might have mentioned it before, but a lot of books, you know, they kind of. You kind of have the art just there, but in Tom King's literature and these books that he writes and how he teams up with, you know, Liam Sharp in this instance for Batman Catwoman. But Liam Sharp's art is like, dude, what he, I mean, the, he's 
the true like you have to use the art to you know really read the story and i love how he does that because i don't feel like i get that from enough books you know just Maybe. read his just read his green yeah. lantern run the one that i was reading for the last couple of years he was on that batman reptilian he's been on a lot of books i've been and on i'm i mean right i'm and actually like he's the one i'm like yep there's liam sharp like you cannot miss his artwork you cannot miss it and i feel the same way kind of in the um the swamp thing the other black label that we got mm-hmm. doug Mankey. His oh, art, yeah. seemed, his art just seemed kind of, you know, you know, profound as well. When I seen it, I was like, OK, I kind of I think I've seen this dude's art before. I like it. I like the bigger black label pages, how we got the, these books are a little bit bigger. But back to Tom King as well. You know, I'm getting that uh, human target. And that's another book that, you know, he he writes kind of the same way. You know, it's uh, Something different. It kind of reminds me more of like a strange adventures. And I kind of like how Tom King gets put on, you know, these kind of off stories. But, you know, they have tie ins to like obviously our favorite villains and heroes and whatnot. But then again, it's like something that you don't really hear before uh, or hear about a lot. And the story is actually pretty cool. Um, Has like Green Lantern um, uh, aspect to it and whatnot. It's kind of for me, it's. um. It's a little bit harder for me to read just because of the characters that I still got to get used to. Not too familiar with the Green Lanterns and the whatnot, you know, but um, it's uh, book three and uh, pretty decent. I like it. Going to continue it. It's probably 12, I believe. But um, yeah, Tom King, man, just got to continue it, really. I'm reading his um, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, and I'm actually pretty glad that I actually picked it up. It's like not it's not it's not the best Tom King I've read, but it's like a lot of writing. It like actually makes it worth the money. You know, it's like a lot of dialogue as far as like this little girl. Her father was murdered by another guy. And then she's she finds on her travels to find this guy and kill him and get revenge. She finds Supergirl and she kind of employs her to help her. So they're like you know going on this whole mission across the universe to find this guy and avenge her dad. And there's a lot of like these um, little uh, pieces from in like a, it, it looks like a diary and you just see like itty bitty pieces of like writing a little bit here, a little bit there. And it's like telling the story. There's like, it's like half of like inner dialogue and like half of like actual dialogue. It, it, and it's a pretty good story going back real quick to detective. Do you, uh, I only recognize it from the movie, but do you recognize, you know, the, the psychologist, um, uh, Dr. Chase Meridian, the blonde chick that's now in the last couple uh, oh, issues of detective. I was you know who, wondering you know, who that was though. That was Nicole Kidman's character in Batman forever. Oh really? That's Dr. Chase Meridian. Yep. So I was like, and I would she- ne- if I didn't see that movie, I would never have known who she was. I was like, Chase Meridian, dude, that was, that's Nicole Kidman from, yep. From what, Val what? Kilmer and Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee Jones. That one, that was one of my favorites growing up. And she's the one showing up talking to Batman about and, leaving, and, right? And Kano, yep. Like, you know, he tells her that you're my eyes on the inside while I'm gone. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I Actually, think. Well, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say this story being like actually weekly. I think that that's going to be pretty crazy. I've never read a book yeah. that's weekly, right? <laughs> right. I weekly for sure, but weekly in probably my favorite if not one of my top three favorite books right now, you always hear me rant and rave on this podcast, how much I'm liking uh, Tamaki's, you know, detective comics ever since the whole uh, Hugh Ville saga with all these parasites and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I've I've, I've been loving that and it's just been continuing. And yeah, man, just 
excited to see. Um, it's going to be kind of crazy reading Detective every week, but I'm up for the challenge, man. Right. Um, two more before I want to get into the Black Label ones. Um, Moon Knight, although it's not the worst Marvel I've ever read, it's not going to make the cut. I already emailed Alex to no. cut that from. Yep. So Moon Knight, after six issues, I gave it six issues, like I said a couple weeks ago. Or a few months ago, it wasn't the worst story, but I just don't know really. I really don't trust the direction that's going to go. So with the I, movie or with the I show supposed the to be show, coming out? I mean, if it you know clicks my interest, then maybe I can pick it up later on a trade paperback. But with the influx of new stories I, I see coming in over the next few weeks, kind of make way for it. That way, it's you know kind of keep it balanced with the amount of books that I'm going to be getting every week. And then Action Comics was pretty good. I like Mongol. Like anything on Warworld is pretty cool to me. Yeah, action was actually pretty good. I like. You know just, what? I, you know what? I, with like no one, no one, you know, believing who he really is. Like really, like you just let Mongol get your like kick your ass and blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden you see at the end just that guy draw his symbol and say hope and everything. So, you know, he's gonna start to make people believers. You know, so it's 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 pretty cool. It's a cool uh, arc so far. You know what I realized for some reason in all of these books that we got from DC, it feels like every single offering that we've gotten in like the last two weeks, for some reason, there's been so much connection with the, you know, the ant, uh, the protagonist and the baby, the superhero and their kid, right? You got Jim Gordon dealing with his kid, getting like brainwashed by Joker or whatnot in the Joker, you know, volume right. issue 10. Damn, we're already on number 10 of the Joker. Oh, dang. Okay, and then let's get to the you know the action that you just mentioned. Now you got uh, um, him, her, him and Jonathan kind of sending yeah. it off to his like his kid at the end, right? Where he gets in the fight and he's all whooped and like kind of you get like that prelude to like what's gonna come next. It's like oh man, they're really pushing like the whole John you know Kent Clark kind of um you know how can you elaborate on that more, Mike? If you have any more knowledge and probably i do is that something that dc is really gonna like push and it's um, gonna be like I mean, obviously john's is gonna have his own book really as superman and then for like a you know new readers and then for you know older readers that are still all about clark is just gonna obviously have his original superman action comics but john's probably. really just gonna be like a real his own superman and that's gonna be its own story for real and legit Jitly and everything, right? It, it, it's probably the reason why they they called it Superman, son of Kal El. You know, like it's it's he's now the mantle of Superman because he's off world. Clark is off world, so he's still, of course, he's going to own Action Comics, Clark. And now you have what would be a Superman book in its place. It's Superman, son of Kal El. Oh, so, so that's just so, so that way. That way, you're still having to buy two Superman books a month. But now one of them is now, oh, who's Superman now of Metropolis? Now that we know if you're also reading action and he's over off world, who is it? Oh, it's Jonathan. Oh, OK. But they won't cut the Kal-El, son of Kal-El part and kind of. I, 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 I would guess not for a while. OK. Yeah. So then you got that book. Then you got the Flash, right? <laughs> with his, with, with, with his the daughter kid, right. getting into some crap with the girl from the Flash was actually a pretty cool book that we read, you know, that, yeah. that I, you know. I'm pretty sure Sean read it, even though he's not on the podcast this week. But, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed the flash and, um, you know, the whole thing with the sun and the little Eclipso. like banter back and forth. And it's a pretty fun little book to read. But, I mean, yeah. I mean anything with a Justice League Dark, Eclipso, who actually Eclipso is the main 
uh, antagonist, the main villain in the current season of Stargirl. So it's pretty cool to see like, oh, yeah, that's Eclipso. Like, I know, like, I'm familiar with the character. And then, boom, he's in the book that I'm reading. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool how they can, you know, cross into different arenas in comic books, you know. And then, of course, going on what you're saying, Batman, Catwoman, you have Batman and Catwoman. And then you have the daughter who's the current, like, kind of Batman slash Catwoman in the future. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And, of course, Detective, you can always say that it's a Bat family. So he's gone kind of giving Gotham to the Bat family and the quote unquote kids, you know, Nightwing and spoiler and Cassandra Kane and, you know, Batwoman and Oracle, you know, Barbara and, you know, uh, Huntress, you know, Hey, so take so, the reins. So Jim Gordon's wife is Barbara also. Yeah. That's the, the like they named, um, Barbara, uh, Batgirl after the wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. I was kind of confused when I was reading that joke. I was like, huh? I was like wait, the mom, Barbara, like, I don't know, you know, just, um, yeah, I, uh, Harley Quinn was decent. That's on the same number. It's on a mm-hmm. number 10 offering as well from Joker. Um, I'm really liking, actually, Harley Quinn was actually a pretty fun read. It was her and, um, Pamela, right? Poison Ivy. What's Pamela's last name? Pamela, Pamela, what's Pamela's last name? It was pretty cool. I can't remember it right now. What? Do you know a poison ivy's real last name? Um, is it ha- is it having to do with like IV in it? I I, I forget yeah. that too. Yeah, I forgot it, but um, yeah, it's pretty good. They pretty much go like on a night out. They're kind of like a thing and whatnot. And um, I love this side of Harley Quinn that we're getting in this um, you know, in this offering by Stephanie um or by uh Phillips, right? By uh Stephanie Phillips, uh artist Laura Braga, probably a Brazilian, but um. Yeah, it was really fun because you got Harley Quinn, you got Poison Ivy. They're kind of a thing. They try to go out. Poison Ivy looks stunning, right? Harley Quinn is just, you know, like mesmerized and they got the thing. They go to like a museum. But the whole reason why they really want to go is because uh, uh, Poison Ivy wants to go snatch some type of diamond and whatnot. And then here comes Harley Quinn trying to change, trying to do better for Gotham. (laughs) This new Harley Quinn that we're getting in this yeah. whole new DCU that we got here. So it's pretty fun. And um, I like how Harley kind of has to stand her ground and basically tell Poison, you know, Ivy no. And, you know, it's just uh, as much as she wants Poison Ivy, she's kind of trying to really be a better person. And it's a side of Harley Quinn that we don't ever really see, or at least me, myself, right? So I really enjoyed that book, actually. It was pretty fun as well. Pamela Isley. Isley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I knew it was something like pa- Dr. Pamela Lillian Isley. Yeah, that's, that I is mean, she got some pretty good there. powers there, man. Pretty cool she's, little action. She's, she's badass. Yeah. She's and, badass. and speaking of Poison Ivy, over the last couple of days, uh, the movie Batman and Robin have, has actually been on AMC. It's kind of been running on AMC. So, like, every once in a while, like, oh, hey, there's the worst Batman movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, because you have a lot of good characters Bane, Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, you know. So, unfortunately, I, my, in my opinion, that was the worst Batman movie, but whatever. Okay, let's get into, just to end out uh, the comic book side, the two black label books. You have um, Swamp Thing, Green Hell, and then you have Batman, One Dark Knight. Which one? Let's do the Swamp Thing first. Swamp Thing, um, both of these really, really good. Um, you know, Another great story by Jeff Lemire, like you said, Doug Mankey and David Barron on the artwork. Um, dude. Amazing story that the world has come to an end pretty much. And, you know, a father and daughter, they're out on sea and they're kind of just fishing for, 
you know, food. Of course, they get scraps, but they're like, you know, hey, you know, it, even though it's junk, it's junk is worth something, right? So they go to this little island, try to trade for, you know, at least just money or food or something to feed themselves. And of course, then you get the people who are, you know, it kind of like felt like a bug's life story. You got Hopper coming in, you know, the the gang coming in trying to steal what they have. And hey, it's not the time of the month or it's not the time of the year or whatever. And, um, you know, and then of course, and unfortunately, they, you know, the dad gets beat up and everything. And then you have three like factions underground, like the rot and the green and the red, you know what I'm saying? Like they were like, they're like trying to, uh, you know, they see what's happening and, you know, there's only a handful of people left in the world. They, and they figure, you know, Hey, let's just like start over. And so, um, they start over and they start over with this huge, just disgusting version of swamp thing, um, killing everyone in the small little town. And, um, and finally, you know, and there's been whispers back and forth. Like the dad's trying to tell the little girl, don't, don't listen to that. But this older guy, George, he's been talking about these stories. It's yeah, just a ghost story about the lighthouse up on the top of the hill. And finally they were like, you know what's happening? Like we need to go to the top of the hill. And they're like, no, we're not going there. We're not going there. And sure enough, who's there? If you have Swamp Thing in a story, sometimes you're going to have Mr. John Constantine. So a, an older, fatter version of John Constantine is there at the lighthouse. And he kind of brings Alec Holland, a.k.a. Swamp Thing, back to life. And he is pissed off at John Constantine. Like, why the did you bring me back like I was free? I was free. And he's like, well, you have to actually protect us. He was on us. vacation. Yeah, you have to protect us from the green. Like the green is now trying to kill us all. Now you have to – you, a member of the green, has to protect us from the green. So an amazing first issue. What would you think? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, yeah, dude, another episode or another episode, another issue of DC where it has a it has another little kid in it, right? But yeah, I thought it was real good. Obviously, the story with the mom and um, the kid being um, the mom committing suicide. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You pretty much explained it pretty good, but um, I was kind of confused as well when you mentioned like. The red and the green and the black, like I was actually a little confused on that as well, um, because I thought that that first swamp thing that came, like he obviously seemed bigger, badder. Um, I, I mean, I, it was a little confusing. Like, so I have, like maybe you can explain it. There were like two swamp things or what? It, like, yeah, it, it sounded like like I've never really read. Like I told you, I've only read bits and pieces of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing run. That's the only thing that I've really read. If it's not Justice League Dark, I haven't seen Swamp Thing, right? And so when I see that it's, you know, but like it's the red instead of the green, you know, so it's the green, the red, and then like whatever the third one was. And they kind of came together probably and made this this being, you know, that looks like just a horrible version of Swamp Thing. If you can imagine a worse version of Swamp Thing. Um, But yeah, I mean, but I can't wait to see. I mean, it's Black Label. It's a you know, the prestige style. I'm guessing it's only three books. All these black label stories I've read are only three issues. It so, is only three. So these next two issues are going to be fire, dude. I can't wait. I, th- I think it's February. So I think we have to wait this whole month, but yeah, it's going to be good. And then one dark night was also really good. Um, the premise behind that one is that there is a transport from um, a villain from Arkham Asylum to Blackgate prison. Oh, yeah. this one was a great story. Yeah, the GCPD is who's following. 
Who is it, this guy? EMP? EMP, EMP just electromagnetic pulse. So he just has a bunch of... That's not his energy. name. It's something, something. It's like Edward something Presley or something, right? His real yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's... It, it just so happens that EMP is his name initials, but his powers is like an EMP, like an electromagnetic I've pulse. never came across his character. Pardon my ignorance, Michael. Yeah, B. no, no. I mean, I, I think I've heard him. I think I've heard of him. I don't think I've ever seen him in a story as well. Um, but yeah, that was a good one. So there, so Batman is following, you know, like he's, he's charged down, he's stable, you know, just, just him and Alfred are making sure that everyone's stable. And of course, they're you linking have in, they're linking in with bridge or bridge gate or whatever the hell is called. Yeah. Black, uh, gate. black, gate, mm-hmm. yeah, black yep. gate. They're linking in, they're making sure that his vault that he's going to go to is all ready. And it, the vault's pretty much working on like, you know, the vault needs EMP to actually feed off the energy and yeah. the, he's not getting there in time. And all these gangs are kind of going underground and they know what's going yeah, on. The map, and too, the map was cool. How it shows like, oh, like this cool. is where like EMP's gang is. So all these other gangs are converging on the transport on the on the the, the cavalcade or whatever. Yeah. And they're trying to kill him. And so, yeah. And then and they're so all like, excited that they're like, oh, we're going to get two for one. Yeah, we're we're going to get two. Yeah. This is going to go down as a story. Dude, it was it was great. It was cool. it was a- and then finally uh, he escapes. Batman's chasing him and he, he grabs a horde of a hold of some power cord and he just explodes EMP. And he, no, he falls the- on the bat signal. Remember, oh, he, is that what it was? He gets charged, and then he falls down on the bat signal. Oh, right that's on the right. bat. That's, that's where right. that's where Bruce picks him up after, and he's like, "We're gonna have to do this the old-fashioned way, or whatnot." Right? That's right. When he carries, and that's right, and it's like completely just night, one it's dark night. Like so, yeah. so it's like you know the blackouts of nineteen whatever it was in New York City kind of gives that feel. So now all the people, all the gangs who are converging on that site, know who's who's there. EMP who they're trying to kill and now Batman. So and it's going to be two other issues of them trying to get the black gate and also trying to, you know, you know, get by these gangs. I'm sure other DC villains, uh, Gotham city villains are going to be there. I'm sure you're going to see uh, the Riddler maybe, or penguin, you know, so I, I'm sure we're going to see other like DC villains, DC baddies. And I'll be selfish with you. Actually, Mike, I'd actually wish that I, this was like six books. Because the way oh, this story oh, is going to go, yeah. I can. I would definitely spend six ninety nine times six instead of times three. Hell yeah! And you can see, like, if anyone's live, all everyone live. If you look up there, this is where I usually keep my books, my black label books, and uh, my like my um, killer smile and the uh, criminal mm-hmm. sanity and whatnot. But man, these books right here, these are the ones that I'm going to go back and read like years from now. Quick little three. Three uh, oh, book yeah. reads, you know, just give them to like your kids when they're older. Like, like you guys got to read some of this bad shit right here, I mean, man. I mean, ever since Batman Damned, you know, remember the the bat penis, you know, uh, like <laughs> ever since that was, I think, the first um, black label book, they've all been good. I haven't yeah. come across a bad one. Even the John Constantine one that I that, that I read, that was really good, too. Creepy Looking as hell. Like the really Harleen was good. Yeah, dude. I got, remember the soup. That was one of the first ones when we first did this podcast, the Superman year one. Year one. That's right. Yeah, man. It's just. Uh, that's right. So I love it. So, yeah. So as you can tell, plenty of books that we're excited about um, for this upcoming week and plenty of books that we were excited for from the last two weeks. Um, and how, how cool so, is that it's written and written and uh, drawn the artwork by, by John. So he's doing that, it all cool. right. It's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully 
we will not run into a week where I don't get my books until like Saturday or next Monday. And then we're screwed for books because <laughs> now that I'm caught up, but I get tomorrow's books like too late. So hopefully fingers crossed, I get those books by Saturday and that way I get to, you know, do the normal routine and that way we can be actually caught up for a couple weeks. Well, I think so. next, I think this week, I think I'm, um, I'm, I'm, it's kind of, um, light for me this week. I, I think have, I'm only getting four or five. I have six, but then I have like two or three from last week's diamond collection that he didn't get. So I think I get like nine total. So I'll, I'll at least have half of them or at least the ones that you read. I'll have those read by Tuesday next week, as long as I can get them by Saturday. Oh yeah. There you go. So getting to do a little bit of a news, of course, Betty white dying. That sucks. I mean, 99 years old. What do you expect? Um, but in classic Betty White fashion, she dies the day before New Year's Eve. So I saw a funny meme. It was like, like no one in the history of the universe is going to have more New Year's Eves, like Cheers is dedicated to them than Betty White. Like, you know, classic. Like, of course, she dies the night before New Year's Eve when everyone's cheers into a new year, new life, new me, new year, new me, you know, but like they're also going to cheers Betty White. So that was pretty awesome that, you know, but it's. She lived a great life. She was in a bunch of TV, movies, commercials, just a funny lady. Um, shoot, I would have loved to like have met her at least once. But yeah, man, RIP to Betty White. Just, you know, 99 years old. I mean, what more can you say? Like, it, it, it's nothing to be like, oh, my God, oh my God. So young, you know, like come she on, definitely party till it was 99, right? No, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, so, right? it, it would have been cool because I think it would have been a pretty big extravaganza. It's extravaganza. But uh, I think it would have been pretty good if uh, three weeks away, I think she, they would have done something pretty sweet for her 100th birthday party that I think yeah. people were trying to plan out and whatnot. But uh, what a milestone if she would have made it to the century mark. But nonetheless, man, Mr. Golden Girl herself, let's give it up to Betty White, man. I Just, know, man. Uh, 99 I mean, years of uh, yeah. love and uh just uh just man you know everyone knows betty white man yeah people must have had her in the, in their deadpools for the last 25 years and now that they if you have her this year you only get one point so that, so that sucks Jeez. <laughs> uh yes mark people do play uh, other pools besides your uh, march madness um so morbius the much anticipated morbius movie has been delayed to april of 2022 so we got tons of COVID delays um, for this movie, and now I don't know why. I didn't really read the article. I don't know if you have any more news on it, Mark, but it's delayed to April of this year. So not a huge delay, just a few months. I think it was supposed to set in January or February, so just a few more months. People have to wait. Yeah, uh, it yeah. got delayed once, and I think it's uh, April, sometime in April. I got yeah. it right here, Mike, yeah. if you want to wait one second. It is going to be – its prior date is – or it's it moved from – it was supposed to be coming out in January 28th, so we were supposed yeah. to get it in about uh, three, three and a half weeks here. But now it is going to – where is it? I just had it. Like April? I, I know it's April. So April. Oh they, oh, they were saying it was an April Fool's joke. Oh, really? Yeah. No, they were thinking that it was, uh, but oh. no, it's still going to – it should be being released in April. Okay. Well – but if you get the date later, we can we can say. Oh, it. the April first date—that's when it's supposed to be. Oh, released. is that that's why, why they're April thinking? First? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So April first, go and see it. Uh, the Batman finally has a streaming date. So forty-five days after its release, 
in March. I think it was, I think it's early March. I think it's, oh crap. What did I, I think it was like March 3rd or something like whatever, March 6th, whatever the date of the release in theaters is of the Batman 45 days later. So like somewhere in like the twenties, like April 26th is when you can then stream it on HBO max. So a little bit different than what HBO Max gave you with Warner Brothers throughout the whole year of 2021 when like all of their movies just went straight to either theaters, but they also went straight to streaming as well. Like you had your Mortal Kombat and your Matrix and all those movies. But now this one is straight to theaters and then 45 days later, it'll go to HBO Max. Is that how it's going to go? So yeah. they're giving it 45 days, huh? Yeah, 45, yes, 45 days. I, I I watched the video last night when I was taking notes. Yep. That's not too bad. Yeah, I mean. No, I mean, HBO, no, it's, 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 it's not like it's the, eight, the regular, that's what uh, Robert Pattinson said. It's not like it's the regular eight months you had to wait for most movies, you know. It's H- 45 H- days. HBO Max held it down, giving it out for that long, yeah. right? Can't be mad at them. For sure, for sure. Um, that's all, the, all. That's all the news I have. If you have any other news, like headlines, like I know you're gonna, I know you're gonna give out box office. Um, yes, I know, am. Man, sir. Spider-Man No Way Home, I know, is still on top. So, man, that's just. I got a. Just, I got rolling. I just got a little, little bit of funny news for our old generation here. Um, some of that, um, Bangolio. But yeah, man. Uh, for <laughs> some, some guys, we're giving away our age here. Probably some. People might listen to this and be like, what the hell are these guys talking about? But MTV's infamous cartoon characters, Beavis and Butthead, are finally going to come back, make a little comeback, according to creator Mike Judge. Um, Paramount Plus is set to you know, come out here, and um, they're going to actually be – I'm actually looking at the picture right now. Mike Judge put <laughs> out a tweet, but it's kind of funny, man. They're going to be more of a middle-aged. Uh, so we grew up with them when we were younger, and now they're going to be looking like us. Beavis over here looks like yeah. he's going to be having some glasses with a little bit of a belly. And I butt know, for head. sure. I was thinking beer bellies for sure. Oh, Butthead, he's just – he looks – if you think Beavis <laughs> looks bad, but you just wait till you see Butthead. I'll, let, I'll, I'll leave that up for you to find out. But okay, um, okay. the middle-aged <laughs> duo um, supposed to be coming back. Um it looks like uh, when is it going to come out? Let me see here. Uh, Beavis and Butthead, staple of the nineties. They do America. You remember that movie? Do but America, um, yeah. <laughs> they want to do it, uh, pairing entertaining a whole Gen Z world meta themes that are going to be relatable to new fans who may be unfamiliar with the old. Um, oh, he's so funny. Dude, I think it's going to be actually pretty good, dude. Uh, Paramount Plus, obviously. It's uh, I love how all these new streaming services they're trying to uh, if you will, they're putting trying to put their platform on the map. But mm-hmm. you see how hard it is to do it with original content. So we're trying to oh, say that sure. because they're trying to bring back all these shows, Saved by the Bell, Full House, like all these platforms. Like the way they try to bring their you know their into existence is by going back in time. And trying yeah. to use, you know, oh, these millennials, who, what, who can we capture? What audience can we capture that's going to be sitting at home, got some kids, have a little bit of time, watch them streaming? Oh, let's get the millennials. And they're bringing back all this, this you know, this old school 90s stuff, 80s stuff. And, you know, Paramount Plus, yeah, this is different than Peacock. I mean, geez, I have any, dude, how many damn streaming services are there? There's a lot. 
I mean, so what's on Paramount Plus now? It's Paramount Plus. Fun and shit. Paramount Plus is like a lot of the CBS stuff, I think. Right? Paramount Plus. And then, then you have Discovery. Dude, you're the streaming guru. You and Sean on this podcast. So my wife gets all the Discovery Plus, right? That's all of her like TLC shows. Like her – like sh- she gets like her sister wives and Thousand Pound Sisters and all those shows like – Thousand Pound. But do they have <laughs> – yeah. The, they have, those shows, uh, those those shows are entertaining as hell. Like those shows, I I can't. I'm but, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. But does, Param- but does Paramount Half Plus have uh, original content? Yeah, Paramount Plus has. I think what's the uh, Yellowstone? Oh, I think, I think Yellowstone is okay. on Paramount Plus. I think yeah. I'm not too familiar with Paramount Plus, but the other ones I'm familiar with. Pardon my ignorance on Paramount Plus. If anyone's out there um, thinking about how dumb I am, but nonetheless, <laughs> you can catch. Uh, Mike uh, judges Beavis and Butthead, uh, their middle-aged version, coming to Paramount Plus, uh, hopefully soon, because uh, I might have to get that. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so rounding out the podcast, I know you didn't, um, you're not up on the um, TV shows, but if you listen to last week's episode, me and my wife Danielle, we gave a review on Hawkeye. Was a good show. The same as I think the other shows, where the first couple episodes are like, eh, like okay, it's, it's okay, it's okay, and then all of a sudden the last like half of the season is like, whoa, what the hell? Even though it's six, only six episodes, the last two episodes were amazing. Sets up for you know, you know, because we saw Kingpin, you know, Wilson Fisk, so it sets up for a whole new thing going forward with Hawkeye. So that's pretty cool. Speaking um, of uh, Kingpin, the King's Man coming in at third. Uh, oh, yeah, on the yeah, box office numbers, Sing 2 coming in at number two, and nobody oh, has anything for No Way Home. And Mr. Spider-Man on, uh, yeah, $56 million, um over the weekend. Uh, how many weeks has it been out, Mike? This is the second, third week? It's two and a half weeks, three weeks? Yeah, yeah, this would be the... Th- yeah, that was the third weekend. Yeah, it was the, it was the weekend when I came back. So it was weekend before Christmas, Christmas weekend, and now New Year's weekend. So of course you have like a couple holiday weekends. You know, people are like raring to get back. You know, if they're either alone or they're not with a huge group of families, it's like, hey, let's go to the movies. So of course you have those these these two weeks where like all the kids are out too. Like definitely going to inflate the numbers. So now I'm sure this this weekend, like this week slash weekend will definitely come back down wouldn't be surprised if it stayed up on top though but yeah definitely not going to be as as good as opening weekend and then the two holiday weekends but yeah i mean congrats to them man that's that's awesome so harry potter 20 year reunion on hbo max dude that was amazing me and my wife watched it um i think it was on the second so it came out on new year's day we watched that or or it might have been that night like new year's day night um but just uh nostalgia of just so many actors from all you know eight movies coming back and and sitting down as their grown selves and like oh my god i hardly recognize you and then they talk about they break it down into like you know four different chapters you know these two movies these two movies these two movies these two movies and um it was it, it was so cool to see them and to see how you know you see them as them their older selves now they're around the the, the main three actors i think are around 30 years old but then to go back and see them as like 11 year olds 12 year olds it was crazy absolutely crazy but uh a good hour and 42 minutes if you're harry potter fans and you want that sense of nostalgia definitely definitely watch that 20 year anniversary on hbo max 
Nice, nice, nice. I like that. Yeah. But um, that's all I have, dude, for comics and, and entertainment news. I don't have any anything else. I, th- I know uh, I don't know what movies are coming out this weekend, but I think my wife – I watched Bits and Pieces because I was trying to read that same night. But my wife watched the new Matrix movie. She said that it was just okay, you know? Um, so, yeah, the Matrix movie, there's other things. What are we forgetting? But we got plenty to talk can about. You, can, can you count them with me real quick? I want to count them. What do we got for streaming services? Okay, we got Disney+. Plus. Okay. We got HBO Max. Yeah. We got Netflix. Mm-hmm. We got Apple TV. Yeah. We got Peacock. Yeah. We got Paramount Plus. Does ESPN Plus count? Probably. I mean, yeah, no. I guess. You, mm-hmm. ha- you have original content from ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus. Um, Hulu. Hulu. Discovery uh, Plus. Discovery Plus. Bah, yeah. Discovery Plus is a, is a big one really? around the ladies, for sure. Um, let's see. I wonder if does like E, TLC, or Bravo, do they have? No, I think all those are on like certain other platforms. Yeah, dude. Um, oh, Amazon Prime. Oh, God. How do we not even think about that? Amazon Prime. So we're like at 9, 10. This is 10, this is 10 yeah. So at least 10 that we can think of. I know Crackle had some original things, but then they lost all their stuff. Like Crackle might be an, uh, still a thing. Uh, Tubi. I think Tubi is one too, right? Tubi is a, I, didn't an it original fail? content thing. I, I don't know. That's that the was one your... that Meg Whitman started or whatever. Yeah, I think it failed. Um, yeah, but dude, 10, 9, 10, 11. We're probably missing some, but dude, it's crazy. If you're yep. just like to subscribe to all of these and man, it's just a different world that we're living in right now. It's yeah. just, I think nowadays you probably have to pick and choose because if you like subscribe to like most of those things, it's going to start to get like at the same prices as like a satellite or cable or even more, you know? So I think when are, I think, when are they just, when, it, when is a company going to come in and just <laughs> <laughs> bundle them all up? Right. Right. Someone's yeah. going to come in and sometime just, in the next five, 10 years for right? sure. Right. It's just, it's not going to make sense. It's not people. I think once these companies start realizing that they're going to start losing subscribers due to just can't keep up with the content and then people are going to come out and be like, Oh, well I'm willing to do it if they like bundle it up. But all this all like cart crap, it's just too expensive. Right. And then when Disney starts losing subscribers and HBO Max and they're losing subscribers and they're taking like, you know, asking questions to the, you know, to the consumers on why it's happening. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that a lot that, that might be a big reason why coming from the consumer's mouths. And if someone's going to start some type of business there, I am giving out ideas. Right. But, you know, if you're mm-hmm. there first and you're bundling up these packages with and you have, uh, you know, if you have contracts with disney plus and hbo but you can be kind of like the middleman delivering it on a single package to people that want it all um could be a pretty good business right because it's just what's the one one password one password you get them all i mean i'm pretty sure there's something like that that you can find these days that's you know uh whatever jailbroken or hacked or like under the gun that would be that would be by far the biggest acquisition the biggest transaction money wise ever because i just think that it's and like you said if you get all of them you're pretty much paying more than cable whatever right yeah. i mean 10 what's the to, one that you have to pay for for the boxing matches the zone the one that uh, canelo's always on yeah and then you have and then still even if you have like youtube well then you right here you have youtube tv 
that's counts, right? YouTube TV and then Hulu Live is there. That's not YouTube cable TV. service. No. YouTube TV is not really. I mean, it's streaming service, but it's not. But it's your cable, I, right? When I think and about this, you, when I you still have to get Stars and Showtime. Stars and Showtime are still separate things from everything. So, so as far as your cable is concerned, that's still two separate charges. If you want Showtime and Stars, then you have like certain episodes of Peppa Pig. I can't watch for free on Amazon unless I'm subscribed to Noggin, which is another thing for kids. There's like so many epics. The show Pennyworth. Is on. Well, That's on Epics. That's well, Am- Amazon Prime pretty soon coming up here in the pretty near future. Pretty much next NFL season, it's going to be a must-have because they're going to have exclusive rights here to NFL packages and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So, Amazon Prime is actually going to be those ones that you know. But when I when I think about streaming services. I break it more down to are they doing original content? That's what I think about streaming services mm-hmm. and Netflix, Netflix, Apple, you know, Apple TV with the Ted Lasso and whatnot. It's just like YouTube. Yeah, but I don't think YouTube is really doing, um, you know, original content oh, you're right. Not you're right now. So with the whole original content, that's why I asked you if Paramount Plus just replayed stuff or if they actually had original content. And- no, but technically, but it's Paramount things. It's things that are made by Paramount. So technically, yes, it's original content, right? Like Paramount makes the shows that then str- get put on CBS or whatever. But then. Oh, I get what you're saying. But it's not original content specifically just for that streaming service. Yeah, no, I think it's just like you get it um, a day or two earlier than you would have to watch it on your, you know, direct TV or YouTube TV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so. got you. All right, so this is uh, that was with the comics and entertainment. Now, bear with us. This has been uh, a couple weeks. You know, we've been on live, so we've been thoroughly enjoying this. If we go long tonight, sorry, but not sorry. But this has been the first half of the Comic Boogies podcast, episode 138. Stay tuned for the sports. We're going to go refill our drinks, and we'll be right back in a couple minutes. Stay tuned, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back, everyone, to the Cumbogies Podcast, episode 138, where unlike the NFL, if we are double-vaxxed, boosted, asymptomatic, and test positive for the coronavirus, don't worry, you're still going to get a weekly podcast. We will not take any time off from you. Um, Yeah, but we are brought to you by, as usual, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Go check them out tomorrow, New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, January 5th. Please email us, thecommonbookies at gmail.com. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Comic Bookies is where you can find us on social media. And please subscribe and follow our channels on Twitch and YouTube at the Comic Bookies to see all of our shorts, our past videos, and all of our live streams. Uh, Mark, all right, let's do it. Sports. First thing we got to do is we got to hit the NBA, the hardwood. Um, it's been a while since we've actually talked about that. It's probably because we only do it like once a month. What? Say you. Oh, Baker Mayfield having surgery ASAP. Won't play Sunday. Just got that across the tickers. That's something to keep in mind about 
our picks coming up. Let's see here. NBA standings. Oh, man. Let's see. See, Sean, there it is. Chicago Bulls, first place by two games in the East. Golden State Warriors are first place in the West by half a game over the Phoenix Suns, who they beat on Christmas Day, so that was pretty awesome. Utah Jazz back two and a half games. L.A. Lakers are down there ten and a half games behind in seventh place in the West. And, ooh, look at that. Houston, Oklahoma City, Portland, all those teams are currently out of a playoff spot. That sucks. The Knicks are now out of a playoff spot. Um, yeah. What say you so far in the season? How, how, how much basketball have you been watching? You know, basketball's kind of like, like I've always said, if, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, it's a broken freaking record. Baseball, hockey, and basketball are the same thing. If I see the game on, if it's my local team, I usually won't watch like the Detroit Red Wings versus the Philadelphia Flyers. I probably won't. I'm not going to watch. I'm not, I'm not usually going to watch Yankees, Red Sox. I'm not usually going to watch Lakers and Celtics. But if a Warriors, Sharks, or A's are on or whatever, I'll usually put it on and then. Well, you so know, you didn't go, watch. You didn't watch Detroit something. beat the Sharks today, though, did you? Oh no, no, no! I did not <laughs> see that. I did not see that six-two loss. I did yeah, not. But that was pretty ugly. But <laughs> yeah. basketball, man, it's been fun. First and foremost, I don't know. I don't think we've given Stephen Curry his um, applaud yet, since we are um, Warrior fans on this podcast. But Stephen Curry, twenty-nine mm-hmm. seventy-four. Obviously, he surpassed that a lot more in these last couple weeks, oh, yeah. two weeks that I haven't recorded, but um. He is the lone man standing and just adding so much more to that record. Probably one that will probably, I don't know. I mean, records are meant to be broken, but he's still got a lot of years to play and he just keeps adding and adding and adding. So it's going to be pretty tough. You know, a guy that obviously had a chance of catching up to him and Clay, Clay, Clay Thompson. um, He's coming back. Hopefully, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard, but that's some news break. That's some news there that Clay Thompson could be returning as of this Sunday to make his debut. And as of two years, two and a half years since he's been on the court against, um, but um, uh, he's supposed to make his debut against Cleveland. Let's see if that comes to fruition this Sunday. But um, yeah, so shout out to Curry. This uh, man for the Lakers, they're still hanging in there 20 and 19. They beat the Kings tonight, 122 to 114. Um, You know, I think that the Bulls are doing damn good. I think they're first in the East right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, they they, Uh, did. I just mentioned that. Yeah, two games too over the Nets and the Bucks. Yeah, the Bulls are doing good, dude. I like the team that they got. I like how Lonzo Ball has set himself up in that situation with my guy from UCLA and Zach Levine. The Bucks are coming. You know. The Bucks um, are sitting third in the East. Brooklyn, you know, they got their woes that they've had since the season started with Kyrie. I still expect them to be pretty good. The Miami Heat are sitting fourth after taking a loss to the Warriors actually last night. Warriors beating the Heat in a pretty good game. Um, man, still surprised that the Knicks aren't doing as good as I thought. I thought the Hawks with Trey Young would be a little bit better than nine and a half games back sitting at 16 and 20. Um, but let's go here to the Western Conference, man. Golden State sitting first, albeit not that much of a lead because Phoenix is still right on their tail, just a half game back. Utah Jazz, or the coach praising Draymond Green, saying that Draymond Green should be in the MVP conversation. I by uh, the numbers don't mean everything that he just does so much for the team, and I concur. Although 
I do agree. You can Steve Kerr. I can Steve Kerr, but I do agree <laughs> that to, in order to be MVP, you kind of have to put up a couple buckets, in my opinion. But um, Los Angeles Lakers still in a playoff spot here. The Spurs, the Blazers are not. That's pretty sad. I would expect it from the Rockets and the turnaround that they've had. The Thunder as well. Pelicans thought they'd be a little bit better. They're not. But, um, man, kind of like the way the West is sitting uh, most of the teams I expected to be doing pretty good. They're up there, except for the, you know, like I said, the Blazers thought they'd be doing a little bit better. They're not. But what do you I mean, think, the, Mike? Dude, I actually I mean, I mean, the Warriors enjoyed, have seven. Enjoyed, they have seven losses, and they don't have. They haven't had Wiseman for so long, and they haven't even gotten Clay yet. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable, but a lot of times, don't you know that could mess up the chemistry as well. You know, you start. No, not he's shaking his head. Not with this franchise. Not with this franchise. I don't think so. Like Clay's not that type of person to come in there and kind of mess up the mojo. And he he he's he is the epitome of go with the flow. Am I not right? Like you see it from his press conferences and just how he holds himself. He, he, you know, he's all about the team. He's all about winning and doing what needs to be done to win. Dude, he's man. I know. Dude. I say, I say People, between now and the end of the season, I say they have less than 15 losses. And I just want to say, I know that there's a lot of Bay Area people that listen to this podcast, you know, but Bay, Warrior fans, you have to really, truly understand and really love what you're seeing here because this is something that we're probably never going to see before. Remember, the Warriors didn't make the playoffs for like, what was it, like 16, 17, 18 straight years when, when you know. In a conference that eight teams every year, well, now a little bit more since they changed the format, but in a conference with eight teams making the playoffs every single year, for the Warriors to not make it for like 16, 17 damn straight years, I mean, that just goes to tell you how bad they were. Once this damn team was sold, this organization to the, you know, Peter Goober, Joe Lacob and whatnot, that whole organization, man, they have turned this around. They got Curry with that pick, you know, right be- right after Johnny Flynn in the damn what was 2009 draft. And the rest history has been rope, man. They've been drafting great. They've been just keeping a tight ship. Steve Kerr, dude, it's just freaking awesome. And this, you know, we're watching, you know, it's probably in my opinion, I don't know about Homer, but I think this is going to be one of the top five teams to like, you know, historic teams with the Bulls. You know, with those Celtics teams, some Lakers teams, you know. Yeah. But I just don't see how this team isn't going to go down, especially if they win another championship or two, which they look like they could be on the path to doing so this year. I just don't see how this team isn't going to go down as one of the top four, five, six teams in NBA history, man. There's just they've broken so many records. They broke the wins record. Yes, they didn't win the championship that year. You know, Draymond Green stepping over LeBron and him crying and Draymond Green getting suspended for that game five. We know how the story went after that. But, man, pretty uh, pretty unremarkable or, you know, just crazy stats that have came in out of this team. You know, if you're a fan, you've seen Clay Thompson score 37 points in a quarter. Man, like I said, there's a lot of guys in this league that they don't ever get 37 points for the whole damn game in their whole career, dude. (laughs) And this dude got 37 points in a quarter. And it was one of the funnest things to watch, guys. If you can, like, pull it up on YouTube, go watch. Clay Thompson scores 37 third quarter against the the Sacramento Kings. And it was just wild. Like, everyone knew, like, Curry, every single teammate knew that he was so hot 
that when they got the ball up the court, that's all they were doing. They were just screening, looking for him. Every single ball was just going, just give it a cake, give it a clay. And every, but every teammate was just like screening just to get clay open. And he was just, he dropped every, dude, it was just wild, dude. The things that I've witnessed with this team is just freaking crazy. So sorry for going on a ramp, but Warriors is just, uh, like you mentioned, without Wiseman yet, without Clay, I just it's gonna be a force to be reckoned with, man. The league should be scared, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, I agree. But uh, um, we, uh I know if you want odds, but I already know that the odds are um I think per, per Warriors are probably sitting same thing with the with the Brooklyn Nets. Probably don't even have to really look it up. The Bulls probably have gained some speed, but I wouldn't be surprised if the if the um, Nets are probably uh, still ahead of the of the Bulls to actually win the championship, mm-hmm. uh, let me see. But go ahead, I'll see if I can find some. Oh yeah, I, wanna... I was I, I was actually just going to go yeah. into you know another sport. We're going to go to the pitch real quick, but um, Brooklyn I... Brooklyn Nets two and a half to one, Warriors five to one, Bucks seven to one, Phoenix seven to one. So even with the Bulls still sitting at first in the East right now, the Bulls are still around thirty to one to win the championship. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. They probably good don't value. trust him too much. They probably don't trust him in the playoffs. I think maybe. I'm not sure, but I mean, everything besides that looks pretty legit. Like you know, it's probably what it should be. So, um, okay, going from the hardwood to the pitch, um, it, you know, as long. It's, it's, as long, sorry, as long as we can get these games in, if there's not a lot of COVID, you know, postponements, um, it looks kind of well in hand. Even though we have over half of the games played now officially, Manchester City sits ten points on t- atop of Chelsea with four, with fifty three, Chelsea with forty three, Liverpool right behind after the tie uh, with forty two points. They tied uh, Leicester City, uh, Arsenal rounds at the top four at thirty five points. And then just a couple of teams who are when striking who are within striking distance. West Ham right under them at 34, Tottenham with 33, and the lowly, you know, losing today to the Wolves or yesterday to Wolves. Uh, Manchester United Red Devils at 31 points. Uh, news before we get them, into right? actual sport news is now what's the over under and how many how many years is it going to take Southampton to fight for a top four in the EPL? Because we have big news coming out of Southampton. An investment firm there backed by Serbian billionaire Dragan Solak has completed a takeover of Southampton. They announced this today. So that's my next question. With all this oil money that you always complain about with Manchester City, how many years is it going to take Southampton to be like, wow, look at Southampton in fifth place. Whoa, Southampton, take the Premier League 2026. You know, like what, how many years is it going to take for us? Yeah, to but is it oil money or is it just a Russian millionaire it's, or it's Serbian? Money. It's money. It's billions. So they're going to be, I mean – they're, I mean, they're not even, are they even, yeah, I mean, they, they sit right now at what, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14th place. You know, they're almost in, in the top 10. So, I mean, within, I would think in a couple years, they're going to be, you know, in the top 10 consistently, top eight, kind of like how, where the Wolves have been sitting in the last couple years. And then within five to six, seven years, if they can actually steal some of these big transfers from other big, bigger clubs, they might fight for a, you know, a spot in the top four. Who knows? Have they ever won the league? Southampton? Pull, I have no idea. Pull that That's... up. Pull that up while I give you a little bit of news here. Liverpool, Mike, as you pull that up, if Southampton has ever won the English Cup, 
Mark Ogden right here, ESPN football uh, writer. Liverpool have formally requested the postponement of Thursday's Carabao Cup semifinal first leg tie against Arsenal due to a further outbreak of COVID-19 cases at the club's Damn. training complex, which led to the cancellation of first team training on Tuesday with manager Jurgen Klopp and three senior players, Becker, Roberto Fomino, and Joel Matip, still in isolation after missing Sunday's Premier League game at Chelsea due to the positive co- Oh, yeah, that's why they tied Chelsea. Yeah, after just scoring those two quick ones and letting Chelsea get their only two goals like four or five minutes before halftime. That's another mm-hmm. damn. But, yeah, um, Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, and Naby Keita, that's who they're also with because they have all reported to international duty with the respective countries in the Africa Cup of Nations and Cameroon. So, guys, is this really about COVID? Is this about not having Salah, Mane, and Keita? Who knows? Oh, but yeah. man, that's a that's a lot to lose, dude. If you ain't got your coach, you ain't got Salah, you ain't got Mane, you ain't got Firmino, you ain't got your goalie. <laughs> Arsenal's licking right. their chops, looking at like uh, we're about to get a cup this year, whether it's the EPL or not. But we're gonna get this Carabao, baby. But uh, not nah, <laughs> Liverpool asked for postponement. We'll see how that goes. Keep it. Uh, I mean, keep checking if you're a Liverpool or an Arsenal or an EPL fan at that. But that's a uh, that's what we got here, man. It looks like. Let's see. It looks like Football League Division One or AKA the Premier League. They were runners up in 1983-84 season, and that's about it. That's it. 84. That's, it looks like it. They they won the Football League One, which is two divisions lower. They won that uh, league in 1959-1960. Um, third Division South, they were champions in 1921-22. Um, but yeah, it looks like they won the FA Cup in 75-76. Um, football League Trophy, whatever that means, in 09-10. Looks like that's the most recent... Uh, yeah... And Mike says that's that the it. Ser- and Mike says that the Serbians coming for that cup, man. So uh, all you South Hampton fans out there, if there are any, um, making sure you guys uh, get your new kits and your new jerseys and uh, support because Mike thinks you guys are going to be in the top four within 2026. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. So uh, uh, you know. Going yeah. from the pitch, let's do it, man. Let's. Uh, well, first of all, before we get into NFL, bro, are you excited about February sixth? You excited? We get a thirty for thirty of the Tuck Rule. Are you excited to see that? Because uh, I am chomping uh, at the bit to see it. February sixth, not the same day as the Clash, is it? I don't know. I mean, that's something that I can like tape and watch at a later date. But I mean, I think that's what I think that's what it was. February sixth. But um, like that would be what over the week in between um the Super Bowl, yeah. So, but yeah, there's a preview with like Charles Woodson and Tom Brady. Like it looks like they're in one of their two houses talking about it. I'm like, oh god, this is just like it's never gonna go away. It's never gonna go away. So now, of course, now this new generation of football fans, we have to educate them on Tom Brady's career and how it should have never been. Should have never been. Should yeah. never, never been. If the tuck roll didn't happen and the Raiders go on and w- and go into Pittsburgh and win the AFC championship because they're, they were a much inferior team than to, because of the Patriots went in and dominated them in the AFC championship and they went on to win the Super Bowl, it would have, ch- it would have changed the whole trajectory of that team. The raid that would not have been John Gruden's last game coach for the Raiders in his first stint. 
you know, then, then they go again. And then who knows? Then the whole core of the team, like John Gruden is there. John Gruden doesn't go to Tampa Bay and take that team to the Super Bowl. Like it's, you know, and who knows about Tom Brady? If he lost that game, would he then take that confidence into the next year? Like how many rings would he have had if it wasn't for the tuck rule? You know, like how many would, would he have gone the next year and won? Or would the Raiders still having John Gruden, would they lose to them in the playoffs again? Like I, it's, it's You're gonna crazy. Find out, Mike. It's crazy to think what if that, that is like if, if, if Marvel, but if the NFL did a, what if or ESPN did a, what if on the tuck rule? Oh, dude, you know, that, at the end of the day, it will probably make me even more pissed off because like, yes, yes. So this is what should have happened. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, that is pretty wild what, to think about, though. Like, what am I, mean, I kidding? I'm, I'm probably still going to watch it. <sighs> I, I mean, Woodson's in it. Of course, you have to watch it. My boy, Chuck Wood. You feel me? Yeah, of course. I mean, since then, I think a couple of years ago, they had a conversation together and, and Tom Brady did admit that it was a fumble. I mean, but they were just like abiding by the rule at the time, you know, like it's a stupid rule, but it was a rule at the time. So I just want to know how long it took for, you know, Paul Tagliabue and uh, and, you know, the, all the, the refereeing staff. Like how long did it take you to dig that one out of your ass to screw yeah. us? <laughs> like Sarah like, Goose. Oh, oh, what's this? Like Sarah, uh, tuck roll, tuck roll, tuck like, like Sarah Goosa. Oh God, fat ass is landing on Drew Cannon. Yeah, dick. <laughs> was that the AFC Championship the year before? Yeah, we're Ravens, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh God, I'm bringing the host some freaking memories. Sorry, guys. Let's yeah. get back to it. Before I hang myself, let's um let's go to the NFL Week 18. So first time ever we have a Week 18. If there was only 17 weeks, then I would be the champion of the Comic Bookies Podcast Super Contest because I go into the week only a half a game ahead of and, Sean. And, and if there was half a mile less short on that first road course in Daytona when freaking Christopher Bell beat or what was it? Uh, it doesn't really matter because if there was you know, one less got, turn, that first yeah, race that, in Pocono uh, where Kyle Larson's tire blew. Yeah, oh. but that, that's what I was just about to say. It doesn't really matter. Was it was Pocono. destined for Larson to win that championship that year anyway. But man, that was that was pretty funny. I was like, Logano really. If that if that race was like half a lap shorter, Christopher Bell really won that one and put put him in the playoffs though. But nonetheless, yeah. uh, sorry, I mean, go but get you, my friend, bringing up uh, NASCAR. You had yourself a Joey Logano into the 2018 Martinsville to propel yourself into the Miami you know, final race to win the championship. You, my friend, went 4-0 last week, propelling yourself to, what, uh, one and a half games behind me. So ooh, we're all ooh. within. So I'm a half a game ahead of Sean. Sean is a one game ahead of you. So we're all within a game and a half with one final week to play. Um, dude, I mean, we're all right at 50%. I'm like at 50 point something or 51 Sean's at 50 point something and you are 49 point something. I mean, to go 17 weeks or I think we started this week too, technically not 18 weeks, but dude, I mean, we didn't been doing pretty good. I mean, you say that a professional gambler, he bets between what? 52 to 55, 56 percent. You know, yeah. so I mean, we're sitting right at 50% for guys who, you know, especially with the the schedules that we have and stuff, sometimes we don't really have the time to put in the work and the research shoots. I mean, there have been some weeks where I'm like, literally the only research I do is this conversation. You know, I, I go on there and I kind of just have a feel for what I did. But, um, and Mark, um, with that being said, 
yes, we're all within a game of a half of each other, and it's going to be a crazy week 18, but I just realized that neither of us, me especially, since I'm the one who always sends the text out, I never sent Sean a text to get his picks, and it is currently 11 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and Sean has a four-week-old son who, if he's asleep, Sean's probably taking advantage and getting some sleep. So, um, sorry, and it's like the worst week to do it, but um, we're going to have to not make any picks on the podcast this week. So, sorry if you've been following along with the contest and stuff, but uh, don't worry. Um, I can do something like I can go, you know, subscribe to our YouTube page at the Comic Bookies. Me, Sean, and Mark can get our picks together, you know, put together on uh, via text tomorrow, and then I will put out a, a quick short announcing our picks. And please follow along with the finale of our first annual Comic Bookie Super Contest. But Mark, man, sorry, dude, I uh, totally brain farted. I'm, I, I've been messing around with our new, our new ninja, our new foodie, you know, like the all-in-one, like the air fryer, pressure cooker, and stuff. So the last two nights we've been messing around with that, and cooking some bomb meals. I think I just kind of between that and putting the kids to bed. I just forgot, dude. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good, man. You know, we'll get it out to them eventually. So um, tomorrow, make a little short, you know, yeah. kind of make the fans join our page, uh, discover us a little That's bit true, more. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, everybody, thank you for joining us. And uh, let's end it, Mike. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's been a great episode 138. Great to be back live. Um and yeah, dude, I mean, that's pretty much it for the sports. Um, it's, it's, it's like Mark said, this is it. And, um, please everyone enjoy the final week of, of the NFL. We have plenty of stuff to plenty of books to get into starting tomorrow, plenty of movies and TV shows. Please reach out to us and let us know how we're doing. Uh, let us know what you've been watching, what you've been reading and stuff. And please just kind of engage with us. Um, like we say every single week, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at the comic bookies, Email us anything, the comicbookies at gmail.com. Actually, this is a free, free promo for this website, but we, I just signed us up for podcorn.com. Uh, it's kind of like a website to where you can kind of interact with different other uh, brands and, and sponsorships to kind of get our name out there and maybe do a couple of reads or a couple of interviews and stuff and just kind of get other brands' names out as well. Kind of, you know, brands of podcasts having brands like businesses as well. So hopefully we get a few hitters there. Um, but yeah, it, it seems pretty legit. It got us up. I think that's what got us a bunch of uh, uh, downloads the last couple weeks. But episode 138 is in the books, man. Take us away, Mark. That's right. 138 is in the books. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here. Sorry for not having the last and final week 18 picks. But like Mike said, check the Comic Bookies YouTube channel for the short that we're going to be posting on there with all our picks and see how we come down to the wire. We are neck and neck, the three hosts here. But it's going to be fun. Like uh, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm here with a heavy heart. Uh, sorry if you can hear it in my voice and my spirit's not up to par as it usually is here on this Comic Bookie podcast. But I guarantee you that it will be um, in 2022. I'm going to reinvent myself for the pod. going to reinvent all this and uh, we're going to be back stronger than ever. Hopefully this COVID shit dies down and we can get back to doing what we wanted to do uh, since the beginning. And uh, thank you, Mike. Um, hopefully you got everything you wanted for Christmas and New Year's and that uh, you're healthy, you're fine. And uh, like I said, thank you guys. Always check us out at the comic bookies on Instagram at the comic bookies on Twitter and at 
thecomicbookies at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, give us your picks, give us your thoughts, how we're doing. We always like a five-star review on Apple. You can drop us one of those. It goes a long, long way to getting it out there. And yeah, um, 138, me personally, I want to dedicate this episode to my uh, wife's uh, stepfather, guy that was real close to my heart, Juan Carlos Galvan. Thank you for everything that you provided in this life. 51 years old, gone way too early, but um, your spirit will live on through us, through your family, through your kids, and um, everybody that loved you. And uh, thank you, man. Yeah, you taught me a lot about life. You taught me a lot about uh, being strong, being a man, and uh, you'll never be missed. So uh, thank you for that. But uh, thank you for everybody listening around the globe. Um, Mike, if we have any new countries, if we have any new cities, I'm sure I'd love to hear it. But love you guys. This is uh, 138, and uh, send them out, Mike. We love you guys. Yes, sir, man. Rest in peace to Juan. Uh, rest in peace to Betty White. And, dude, like we didn't even mention it, rest in peace to uh, John Madden. You know, 2006, I believe, class uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, us being, you know, local Bay Area uh, natives, Raider fans. You know, he was. You know, we didn't see him coach, obviously, but we know that he's been coach. He's been a broadcaster. That's you know, I grew up watching him on the on the tube. You know, watching him and Pat Summerall commentate all those Cowboys and Packers games on Fox, um, and of course the video games. You know, us growing up playing video games as well. So, um, 2021 did not end well as far as that's concerned, but hopefully we can get back to a better uh, 2022 uh, with. All of our healths, you know, family, friends wise and, and the podcast as well. But for uh, for Sean, hopefully he'll be back on soon. This is Mike. That is Mark. This has been the Comic Boogies podcast. Thank you so much for listening to episode 138. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the comics and enjoy each other. Peace the hell out, man. Be good to, to one another. See you next week. Peace and always enjoy each other. Because like you can tell from me personally, you never know when your last day on Earth is here. So live it up. Live it great. And listen to the Comic Bookies podcast weekly. And this has been 138. And it's great. And we love you. Let's go, baby. TCB, we love you, baby. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.